2: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the director for Strange World, Don Hall, the writer, Key Wynn, and producer, Roy Conley.
3: Whoa! What kind of airship is that?
0: I've never seen anything like it! Baby
3: clade! What is the president doing in our front yard? Our entire world is in grave danger. I want you to come with me on an
0: expedition.
2: I'm not my father. He was the explorer.
4: I know you were just a kid when he went missing. But now, you're all
1: we got. Mr. Clay, I'm a huge fan... thank you. ...of your dad. Do you think you could forge his autograph? What?
2: Where in the world are we?
3: Ethan, you brought the dog? Sorry! We are clear in uncharted territory
2: ah! oh. hello you probably don't understand a word i'm saying of course i understand you huh <laughs> dad? dad dad grandpa
3: i'm a grandpa
2: what is this place the cliffs are alive and the waters dissolve the flesh off your bones everything down here is trying to kill us
0: Mind if I call you Splat? You just kind of give me Splat vibes. Ow! I guess I deserve that. Grandpa's
2: awesome! He is not awesome! You gave me a machete for my birthday? <laughs> Classic
3: Jaeger claimed. <laughs>
4: I was too. I'm loving this family reunion, but come on! We got a world to save! You to figure
2: this out otherwise we're doomed we are doomed wait seriously <laughs>
4: no
3: i'm just messing with you
1: didn't see that coming this is daniel howard next best picture uh don Pete, and roy thank you so much for taking time to talk with me about strange world i'm excited great. to chat great to thank be you here. appreciate it Absolutely. So, uh, Queen, let's start with you. Uh, this is your second time writing mm-hmm. a, a Disney feature, the first time as co-director. Yeah. Uh, where did the idea for Strange World begin for you?
4: Uh, well, the idea actually came from this guy right here, Don Hall. <laughs> uh, so it made okay. it really easy, because he just told me uh, what he was inspired by, so I'll let him speak. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah well, so the, the inspiration for this film goes back to probably right around 2018, and I was, you know, what was on my mind then is what's on my mind now. Um, it was started with my kids, you know, thinking about what kind of world are they going to inherit? What kind of world did I inherit from my dad? Um, and wanting to tell a story in animation that dealt with that kind of environmental theme, like what it, what it means to be a good ancestor and to tell that story through three generations. Uh, it felt like a really, you know, great vehicle to speak to that. And then, you know, factor in just my, my deep love of adventure films, and it's specifically these type of adventure films where a group of explorers find a hidden world with creatures and monsters. I don't That was it. And uh, so Brock Quien pitched him the story and off to the races.
1: Wonderful. And so, Qui, what made you uh, want to tag along? What made you uh, draw? What drew you into this story and said, "Yeah, I need to be a part of this"?
4: Well, I mean, it's 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 a father son story that you know that that's that something that I relate to. I'm a, I'm a de- definitely a, a dad and a, a, a you know a, a, a son myself. So I know what it's like to have a, a dad that's like kind of yelly at me, and now I have a 13 year old who yells at me as well. <laughs> so I know what it is to be in the crux of that. Uh, but I think it was the original pitch. Don was like, "Hey, I want to do a, a film that's basically like Indiana Jones meets." Lampoon's vacation and when you hear something like that like as a writer you're always asking yourself three questions like where are the engines what was the entertainment engine the adventure engine and the emotional engine of this and right right away hearing that I knew exactly that I I had the right ingredients to make something super super fun uh, and emotional and so that that made me know that this was a project that I just had to be part of
1: Well, I was definitely going to ask about uh, inspirations for this film as well. So I'd love to hear from each of you, uh, you know, which which adventure films really most inspired Strange World. You said Indiana Jones, National Lampoons. uh, That's amazing. Uh, What other stories really inspired this?
0: Um, well, you know, because, uh, we spend a lot of time researching. So, you know, I, I, obviously I wanted to do an an adventure story that dealt with exploration and discovery and, um, hidden worlds. So, um, I, I went back and reread so many of those early adventure novels, you know, starting with Jules Verne, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Edgar Rice Burroughs, you know, sort of the, what I think is sort of the birth of the adventure story and, and, um, and so I started there, and and then you know of course watched a ton of films uh, and and Raiders being you know like the, yeah I mean actually Three Ten to Yuma was another one I think we oh, watched wow. it early on oh. uh, which you know we 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 kind of forget because it was a while ago but um, yeah. we yeah, watched
4: that one together yeah we
0: did we watched it a couple times because it, it also dealt with similar themes even though it was an old west story you know different genre but um, the the emotional relationships in the film you know we drew some stuff
4: from. Yeah. I mean weird. other films like I, you know like you just start to go into like Loma Sunshine was another one that we looked at just for like the family comedy of it all uh, uh, just personally I, I love watching Ghostbusters because it was a legitimate action film that that had sci-fi elements that's also just really funny and to, to because like when you're dealing with a Disney animated film you want it to have a lot of humor and a lot of heart and so uh, combining all that stuff is what made, uh, made, made also just the inspiration of just like great comedic voices and then we have a cast as just as equally as funny as all those guys, uh, with Jake and Dennis and Jabuki, Gabrielle and Lucy, they just had, they just brought amazing performances and collaborated with us in such a great way uh, to make just a really fun, joyous, uh, and funny movie.
3: And I, I'm always inspired by the worlds that Don creates. You know, there's to, for me, this world was so incredibly beautiful and big and diverse and inclusive and at the same time so reflective of the world we live in and yet you can only visit it through animation. So it was really, you know, it was like perfect material for animation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, this world really can only come to life in this medium. And so many adventure movies really emphasize greens and forested areas and things like that. And this this really looks very distinct. So yeah. uh, what were the things that guided you as you built this world for any of you?
0: Well, it, it started with that very thing. Like when you think about, you know, these types of stories, it's jungles or forests, so it's heavily green, heavily earth tones. So, um, and, you know, I just wanted Strange World to be strange. I wanted it to feel like a unique world that, so we tried to strip away some of the more recognizable features from, you know, the terrestrial world or the top world, we'll say. So color-wise, you know, that we, you know, I really kind of drew a line in the sand and said, any earth tones or greens or blues are kind of off limits, you know, and, and anything that is overtly um, referencing the top world, let's not do it. And, um, and it forced everybody to think of really weird, interesting color combinations that you normally wouldn't you know, come up with because of those restrictions. Uh, And and shape-wise, I mean, it was, there's so, the shape language of Strange World is, you know, very, you know, a lot of rounds, very organic, I would say. Pretty much everything looks like it's alive and probably is. Um, yeah. yeah,
4: and to double down on just like how strange the world was, one recognizable thing that we have on the top world or the terrestrial world is faces, and so like you know eyeballs, noses, mouths, we stripped those things away uh so we ha- so we could have great characters like you know splat and the and the giant reaper creatures and the the you know the the big Pterodactyl like creatures, but to to have them express themselves uh, through great pantomime and and through sounds and things like that, not just on just like uh, big Disney eyeballs. Like it it was a really fun way of looking at those creatures in a unique fashion.
3: Well, from a craft standpoint, I think because Don and Kui were making this world so interesting, they were able to go ahead and actually exaggerate some of the character animation in it, which was something that I think is a testament to the quality of this film because we're kind of dipping into our hand-drawn roots, our DNA, with uh, kind of a late 40s, early 50s animation style that is totally unique and hasn't been seen in a long time. And I, I love what they've done there. And with all the creatures,
0: too, um, I will say, now that I'm thinking about it, we actually started with hand-drawn tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, so, you know, that's part of it. Like, okay, what is the creature's function in the world? and then how would it move? Because we didn't have a playbook. With Strange World, there was no playbook. Like, we had to make everything up. Nothing nothing was for free. Trees aren't trees, rocks aren't rocks, grass isn't grass, and these creatures, you know, their design is so unusual that it necessitated a very specific type of movement. Uh, So we did, we actually started with um, some hand-drawn tests you know so we did a whole slew of them and then as a group we would get together and and talk about you know what what worked and what we liked and then then from there kind of wove that into the the cg
1: wow that's amazing uh... bringing back the hand drawing w- was there any discussion of trying to weave that into the final product uh...
0: to weave the actual well not necessarily because we always knew it was going to be you know a cg movie but um... there's a great an amazing test that Eric Goldberg did with Splat, because that was the other character that did. We did a lot of 2D hand-drawn research before even going (laughs) into CG, and Eric Goldberg did an amazing test with Splat and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, hopefully, um, will yeah, yeah. be able to show it <laughs> at some point? But it, uh, it, yeah, I loved it because I'd worked with Eric on Winnie the Pooh back in the day, and and yeah, I, I love those two characters, and never thought of putting them together in a test, but it, it's pretty funny. But the
4: two D influence, I would say, is is you see it also like obviously from the character how they move pose to pose. It wasn't just this, like fluid like we were getting away from like how we naturally move and got back to like that that kind of central like animation style that we saw in yeah. caricatured animation style. That you saw in, like, Ichabod Crane and, and 101 Dalmatians. But then on top of that, like, you, you were just saying how, like, we also honored literally 2D style at, like, the opening song of the show, Dang as that. well as, like, some of the flashbacks. Like, we, we took those as inspiration guides as, uh, as people who love, you know, that kind of animation and that kind of look. Uh, so we got to honor that as well in, in, the, in putting the movie together.
3: And, and I think that DNA is just so indicative of Disney. I mean, it really is. That DNA, it, you know, is... I think our animators are so incredible, particularly with human characters, yep. because they're able to find that truth in an exaggeration. It's really wonderful. And then still, w- when you look at the emotional moments, mm-hmm. oh the my nuance. gosh, they hit you mm. so deep. Very observed. You know, that, yeah. the moment specifically, I'm
0: sure you're thinking of too, is when Searcher and Jaeger are having sharing a, a beverage... Uh, after a, a kind of an, uh, intense, a, sarsaparilla. a, a cesperilla, after an intense action scene, action scene, and you know that's one of my favorite scenes um, because when you look at the animation, it's so observed, it's so subtle, In a movie that's actually really broad. That's a that's a moment where we kind of take it down, and it's we embrace the awkward silences that happen with you know uh, complicated relationships, um, and and it feels real. Uh, it's one of my favorite scenes
1: yeah and the complicated relationships are front and center um, I, you know movies about fathers and sons and really digging into those relationships I, I feel like aren't as common as, as it sounds like they would be mm. um, so I'd love to hear for each of you uh, you know what makes this movie personal for each mm-hmm. of you and maybe maybe which aspects of the, the father son relationships most uh, appeal to you in this project hey there I'm Hannah and I'm Audrey
0: Um, well, I'll start off with uh, the Ethan storyline was drawn very much uh, directly from from my life. My dad's a farmer, and um, you know, I was I was growing up learning to follow in his footsteps and farm like like him. And and at a certain point, around the same age as Ethan, around sixteen, um, you know, I, I, I it was clear to me that it wasn't. For me and i had another path and i wanted to follow this path of animation and so uh it was not as dramatic as what happens in the film (laughs) it was a conversation um but that but that idea of you know having to you know at a certain age kind of stake your own claim you know for for you know your own path uh, was very much my story
4: yeah i think uh on a less dramatic part like i think that a small little personal element that that I love about the film is the relationship that Searcher and Meridian have with Ethan. How they mess with them, with like that kissy scene at the top and just like how, you know, like I'm married to a very strong woman myself and just that relationship and how you support each other. Uh, But even with that support, as much as you want to love your kid, like with, with Searcher and Ethan, how just that natural inclination of growing up and needing to rebel to find your own path, I'm starting to see that with my 13-year-old. Sure. They, they, I used to be their greatest hero for like a good 10 to 11 years of their life, and now, in their last two, it has definitely been a uh, a moment of, <laughs> Dad, get away! Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. It'll cool. come back around. You know, you know, okay. the,
3: <laughs> another, what, 20, 30, maybe, years. something yeah, like that? exactly. <laughs> I, you know, for me, I thought it, the the whole question of what we're going to be leaving our children. What kind of world do we uh, expect to hand them? And it's such an important question right now and so vital. And, and you know, I think the fact that, uh, you know, Don and Qui have, you know, knitted this into this incredible adventure. It's just, it's a testament to great storytelling.
1: No, I appreciate you guys hearing your perspectives as dads. I've got twin three-year-old, twin four-year-old now, boys. Whoa. So uh, Ooh, hearing how Have it Have fun.
4: Give it 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. no, this is a fun time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, enjoy this. Enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? no, I appreciate it, really. Um, awesome. Well, uh, one last question before you go. You know, uh, we've talked about Splat. We can't go without me asking a question about Splat. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a great line. Uh, that someone says, oh, I want to merchandise you. Has it happened? <laughs> Do we have, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I was hoping that one of you is going to pull like a splat toy from <laughs> under your chair. Uh, do we have those there's on hand today? Not
0: on hand. I don't think we have any here. <laughs> I think no.
3: there's, uh, there's some down at Disneyland, I believe, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Now, there's there's definitely a splat plush, and uh, okay. he's iridescent. So, yeah, you'll you'll Perfect. you'll have fun with him. You'll have fun with him.
1: Perfect. I'm where, looking where
3: to are that a Where are you, by the way?
1: Uh, I'm looking in Las Vegas. Oh,
3: okay. You're not that far from us, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to Disneyland.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll swing by. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with the film, and I uh, appreciate speaking with you today. Thank well, you thank so much. You. Have, a you. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Have a good
2: one. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the director for Strange World, Don Hall, the writer, Key Wynn and the producer, Roy Conley, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Strange World is currently playing in theaters from Disney and is available for your consideration this year for Best Animated Feature. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us.